Hey everyone, I'm Dahlia. And I'm Alma. This is Nightmare on Fifth Street, a horror movie podcast. gonna try to be spooky like be like ooh, happy halloween kind of sing songy but i don't have a good voice um and then i was starting to get into the halloween spirit with you you're wearing like these um what are those skull faces like a skull uh-huh, they're face skulls. they're my light skulls. up they're like yeah. lights around yeah, your neck yeah. and you're all you're all scoopy there in the in the dark except for your your skulls all lit up and i'm wearing a leather face texas barbecue orange shirt so it feels very mm-hmm. halloweeny but then yes. of course i don't have a great voice and you were doing something to the air like you were like i'm fist pumping in the air man let's get let's get pumped for halloween <laughs> and shit yeah surprise everyone happy halloween this special episode for all of you do i sound sexy do i have a sexy voice like i'm yeah, trying yeah super sexy oh damn okay. <laughs> sorry happy halloween no but yeah <laughs> Ooh, there you go better, better. oh yeah hell yeah better. i'm turning myself on yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we thought uh i didn't think alma had a fantastic idea of just doing this special uh holiday and it is a fucking holiday episode for y'all where we just talk about random randomly talk about our favorite horror movies Yes. So I know that everybody was sharing like the list of 10 movies, 10 horror movies that you would share uh, for people to know you, to get to know you, to understand you. And I cannot write a list of 10 movies. I can write a list of 100 movies. So I just picked 10 of like 20 because when I was trying to make that list, I couldn't do it. And so I know we'll probably have some layover, but I thought let's just go through them like for fun. But to share. Even, even this list that we're going to share, because we just decided, you know, my list like Almas is always changing, ever evolving, depends on what kind of mood I'm in. So like today's list that I'm going to share is more just because these are kind of the movies I've been um, like having a little nostalgia with or kind of like thinking about lately. Um, and if you asked me in February, they would probably be completely different movies. <laughs> but getting into the Halloween spirit, uh, let's go ahead and just start talking about some of the movies that um, we love. That I, just Let's just get into it. Okay, so I'm going to get okay. into my first one, Invasion of Body okay. Snatchers. Invasion? Oh, fuck yes. I'm so <laughs> glad you put that. I took it off because I'm like, I know Dali's going to put it. I know she has to oh. do it. Dali, go for it. I fucking love that I, movie. I love it. Yeah, I fucking love this movie. It's... I was recently like I wanted to rewatch it recently and, and I haven't yet. I'm going to rewatch it tomorrow. But um, I was just going down this nostalgia little uh, thing and I 
when I first watched this movie, um, oh God, when did the movie originally come out? It, I obviously did not watch it when it originally came out, but I was, I was a kid though, when I watched this movie originally and this movie fucked me up so fucking bad. And I'm going to tell you right now that obviously the whole movie is just all kinds of like fucked up, weird, everything, but it's the ending that always fucking gets me. That ending when Donald Sutherland, Donald Sutherland, why did that sound weird? That's his name, right? <laughs> um, when he fucking, when we get to that ending, oh, by the way, everybody, of course, it's going to be full of fucking spoilers. Our, all our episodes are, but when we get to that ending and we find out he's not him, that still to this day, look, right now, I wish you all could see this. I got goosebumps. I got goosebumps because not only do we go through all that fucking bullshit, but then we get to the fucking end and it's not even him anymore. And when he does no. that point and that scream, I cried like a fucking baby the first time I watched that. And still to this day, just thinking about it makes me want to cry, makes me sad, gives me the goosebumps because the movie to me is terrifying. The fact that you are mm. going to get replaced. And that's why it's such a great theme that constantly comes up in a lot of movies, even with the Stepford Wives or everything, um, the mm -hmm. thing, uh, everything. Um, you have this recurring theme because it's terrifying where where you can lose yourself. yourself. And mm -hmm. it's even worse when you know it's coming and it's inevitable. You cannot do shit about it. And then at that that ending, when she thinks she she has, she's like still, she's like, oh, Look, there's my, you know, we, we're, we're still, we're still in the fight together, man. We're, we're still going to do this Donald Sutherland, Donald Sutherland. I don't remember his character name. Yeah. We <laughs> and, and fucking Donald, like he fucking narks on her like that. And I just, mm -hmm. I just fucking lost it. And I still, to this day, that's fucking the saddest thing in the world. But this is one yes. of my all time favorite movies. It is. I recall that the first time I saw it, you had already seen it. So you were sitting there feeding me little bits of information, but I had a, a childhood moment of depression from watching that. It was so fucking sad. I've included one of the moments from this movie on my what the fuck moments list because I would have put that ending, but everybody loves that scream. And I included a different moment from the movie because I fucking love it so much. Thalia, thank you for that one. Um, up next, I'll do Carnival of Souls. Why are we picking these depressing movies why to start off with? Yeah. Why so depressing? <laughs> I don't know. Her, this is Her Carvey's movie, Carnival of Souls, uh, 62. I love this movie. I feel like if I'm going to pick movies that um, you can tell a lot about me, it's this one. Um, I feel so much for um, this movie, like the music, the tone of the movie, the pacing, everything kind of pulled me in the first time I watched it. And I can watch this movie again and again and still feel the same way. Candace Hillegoss plays Mary Henry. And I have her eyes just singed into my memory. Her eyes, her facial expressions, everything about her body, this character for me, it is very sad. It is so deep. And I, I love this movie so much. And, uh, we had covered this one, um, before on our show. And I think I could yeah. just talk about it for days and watch it again and again yeah. and again. 
All right. So well, what it's, you got it's so funny. Oh, yeah. It's well, let me just say real quick that funny, uh, I thought it was funny that you said I have her eyes and you were kind of like you yeah. were in a sentence and you were like going to and then I was like, you have her eyes. I was starting to lean in close to you and I was about to start pulling up the picture of the actress because I thought you were saying like, I have her eyes. And every time I look at myself in the mirror. No, no. But yeah, that that fucking movie is I, I love it. Um, mm. Yeah. I, and what what is it with us choosing uh, depressing movies? But I'm kind of going to I'm going to keep on the depression no actually this one this one isn't as depressing it is depressing but it's in a different way Uh the birds the birds (gasps) the the birds birds, the birds birds. i was reminded of of, well i'm always reminded of this movie every time i go out fucking outside and i'm like i see birds but the other day i was driving out of my neighborhood and i was i saw um and you know i'm bad with birds in general but the black they're, they're crows right the black uh, or birds. ravens or yeah, yeah but, ravens so here in texas you see them all over the place and and um so i'm driving out of my neighborhood and i see a whole fucking bunch of them like way too many in two yards as i'm driving and i'm looking i'm like that's fucking freaky and then as i'm driving by they all pick up fly off hop out not hop over fly over those two houses and fly over onto the next street and then settle down <laughs> the next street as I'm driving by. And I'm just driving by like, what the fuck is going on? And then as I start to turn the corner, there are a whole bunch of other fucking birds just chilling out, like hundreds of them. And it's fucking, and that's why this movie terrifies me because I don't think it's the other way around. I don't think the movie, the birds terrified me. I think birds scare the shit out of me. And that's why this movie freaks me. And therefore it's like, um, you know, that that's, yeah, that makes sense. For some reason, I always remember that bird, the birds attacking that lady and feeling like that's something that could just happen while you're walking down the street. How many times have you seen goose and, and other birds just attacking people? They're frightened. (laughs) <laughs> that's a good pick yeah and it, so this is this is a hitchcock film obviously 1963 tippy hedron does this role perfectly and i love when you see um uh like the behind the scenes of all this stuff and they use actual fucking birds for a lot of this shit and then uh did i say her name right i hope i did i'm sorry you know i try i really do try and i'm, I'm getting all worked up because of the fucking birds too here so but yeah uh yeah tra- traumatizing to this day um, that's a scary movie to me. Anyways. Uh, okay. Sorry. I was stuck on mute because I'm trying not to interrupt because everything, um, that my sister says sometimes is very exciting to me. And so I'm sitting here like, yes, yes, I'm feeling it. <laughs> so a mix for me, I have The Haunting, which Lali knows I fucking love this movie, 1963, the original movie, based on Shirley Jackson's book, because I'm trying to give like a lot of women shout outs lately, because I'm like, this was written by a woman, the book that this movie is written on, and The Haunting of Hill House, and we have series based on it. And the original movie is the one that I fucking love i love this fucking movie julie harris and claire bloom as nell and theo i want some art of the two of them i love them besties forever i wish that would have happened but we know nell didn't make it so (laughs) but i i love the movie the the thing that i remember the first time i see because i'm so happy that i got to see this when i was young and i could easily be scared because i wouldn't want to pick apart this movie as adult as a first time watch because what they did with their setting with the sound 
The sound is the one thing that always has carried over for me. And in real life, because I have major issues with sleep paralysis and insomnia and things like that, the one thing that has always, always been like a nightmare plague to me is auditory hallucinations. So sound is a major um, point of being like a thing that scares me a lot. And so in this film, the sounds and the pounding and when Nell and Theo are in that bedroom and that pounding on the walls and they I, I could, so I could well. piss myself. Yeah, I could piss myself. It scares the <laughs> shit out of me. There's a moment in even the remake where they're doing the banging on the wall and Nell wakes up out of bed because she thinks her mom is calling her. And I, I feel I'm like Nell. And I remember how we could never get a good night's sleep because our Mexican mom was up at four o'clock in the morning playing her music. I woke up in my life so many times to a pounding noise or someone calling my name and I put myself in Nell's shoes. And that is why I find this movie one of my favorites and probably one of the most terrified because yeah. of sounds and the mood that it puts me in. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, mm. and that's what it is too. Because I love the mood. I love the mood. I love a uh, good ghost story. And when you the the sounds in this movie are like the way I imagined them when I would read ghost stories. You know, um, it's so, it's so yeah, great movie, great choice. Speaking of ghost stories, my next movie is The Orphanage, the Spanish film. Um, I already forgot no. the year was no, but no. <laughs> It's on my list, so it's good. I can take it off. El orfan Orfanato. I love saying it in Spanish, and, and I just fucked it up for some reason. It's from 2007. It's a, yeah, 2007, The Orphanage. It is a Spanish film in Spanish, and mm. uh, it is so good for so many different reasons. It's a good ghost story. Again, mood. It's all about the fucking mood. You put me in this creepy mood. And sadly, it's also very fucking depressing. <laughs> it's so depressing. But it's depressing, not just depressing, sad movie, but it's like so many fucking elements to it that when you put it all together, the, that she has a connection to the ghosts, that at, at the end when we get to the ending and we find out what's actually going on, Oh my God. It just hits you. It, it, it builds up to something that just totally a hundred percent breaks you at the end. And that's why I love the movie because you're getting scared. You're getting this mood. I, I they don't do anything um, like just for shock factor. It's all leading somewhere. And then it just devastates you. And it's like, fuck, I'm dead. I'm done. <laughs> I'm fucking done with this movie. And you just want to walk away from it, but then you want to rewatch it because it's so good. But you can't rewatch it right away because it's just it took it took that much out of me. It emotionally drains me watching this movie, but it's so fucking good. It's so good. I love it. Um, it's I I hate interrupting, but I remember that we recorded this for one of our episodes, and I thought it was really great at compartmentalizing and talking. So I said, Dalia, I'm going to totally talk about, we used to talk about on our show, take, you take part of it. I take part of it. That way we could see who would easily handle like these kind of movies. And it's so emotional. And Dalia, to me, I know like a lot of these moments are really like felt really deep with her. And sometimes I feel the same way, but I always feel like I can just kind of set myself out of that moment. So I said, I'll take care of that last part of the movie for you. And what did I do? I started crying and like hyperventilating from crying and being 
being so devastated that Dali was like, let's stop recording. I'll finish it up and wrap it up for you. And I don't know why, but it wasn't even, it's not even like the first time I watched the movie. And when I saw Dahlia, I was like, oh, I'm going to do this for you, sister. And seeing that, it's just, it's so incredible. I love that you it's, put that on the list. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's so good. It's, it's, it's just a great movie. I haven't watched it, watch it, but this is yeah, one of the movies where I always say, you definitely have to make sure that it's in the daytime so you can have plenty of time to recover afterwards and, mm -hmm. um, or if you do watch it at night, just make sure you're you're ready with lots of lots of palate cleansers afterwards because yeah, it's gonna some, scrub your soul. Some kitty of dog videos, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I'm so glad I had Dolly to talk to you about that because I was just crying. I couldn't stop crying, and so let's move to the that make me cry. Um, if that was coherent to any of you, Night of the Living Dead. 1968. Let's go back to the original. Even though I uh, I have the remake on one of my best remakes list because the remake is also great. This movie was the one that I I saw this after Return of the Living Dead, and I was like, this is the roots of the zombie. And Dahlia knows this for me. Zombies have always been the nightmare for me. For some reason, all the shit that can happen in the world, I think zombies are going to be the thing that gets me. And this movie, when I first saw it, and the fact that it was in black and white too, disturbed me. It disturbed me. And I always remember when the zombies attack the two people who finally try to get away and they're in their car and they're pulling their guts out and everything. And I'm like, why does that look real? Traumatizing, traumatizing to little Alma. I still watch it. I still love it. But the most devastating part, why are we talking about devastating parts? The thing that makes this film though, right? Is the fact that you have Wayne Jones at the end and he was so powerful in this movie for me. You know that as, you know, we're Mexican women, we see someone of color and we're like, we're our gaze is just like on them. This is the star of this movie. And I will watch just like, oh my gosh, I love it. And he's in charge. And you tell that fucker you're in charge. You send him to the basement to go take care of his his wife and his kid down there or whatever. And he makes it to the end just for them to kill him at the last minute. It makes me cry. But the movie yeah. in itself is why I fear zombies. It's the reason why I'm scared of zombies. It's the reason I've had a thousand yeah. nightmares about zombies. She, she really is. It, when we started our podcast, I didn't know if we would ever be able to do any zombie films because it, this is the one thing that she really cannot, she could not handle. She I'm crying. Handle. I'm you're crying. Getting better. You're getting yeah. better with facing that fear. And I would never force her to watch a zombie movie. Sometimes I'm surprised when she suggests one because oh. it's like, um, I know that's how bad. So yeah, this daytime, definitely. I watch it like I have to watch it daytime. There are no zombies allowed at night. No zombie talk before bed. So that's why I said I was going to be up late tonight. I already know this. So Dali, what is your that's next pick? <laughs> well, speaking of zombies, Train to Busan. <laughs> Fucking love that movie. It's a more recent one, obviously. And um, oh my God. So I don't, I don't remember where I watched it originally, but it was soon after it came out. Um, and first of all, Alma and I are like, we're, are obsessed with Korean flicks to begin with. And they just did this fucking zombie, um, world 
Like they just on a whole other level, I think. Um, it you you have not just the zombies, you have perfectly the people who you want to hate in it, the people who you want to love in it. Um, and then and then, which I think always, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, uh, Korean horror films have a way of tugging at your fucking heartstrings. It's not just Hey, we got zombies. Hey, we got some gore here. They always manage uh, to find a way to also have this, like, I'm going to fucking cry because that that story, that love story, that ghost story, that sister bond, that whatever is just that beautiful. And so everything about it, everything. But yes, uh, as far as a zombie flick goes, I love fast zombies. I fucking am a fan of them. I know some people are not a fan of them, but I fucking love them. It adds a whole other freak fucking factor Talia, to the whole thing. The, the only reason people don't like them is because that is the scariest shit ever is a fucking fast zombie running at you and you are not athletic. <laughs> that, that's it's like I'm gonna get fucking eaten. That's why I said there's certain things you do and different kinds of zombies. And if it's a fast moving zombie, okay, I'm just gonna lay down here. Go ahead and munch me, okay? Nom nom nom. Time to eat me because there's no way I'm getting away. I can run as fast as I can, but I know those. And that movie is so great because it was written well. The scene of being on that, the claustrophobia you feel, and the thing is that it almost doesn't give you enough time from one moment to the next to actually feel everything that's going on because you don't of get the reprise very often. Yeah. You're right. It's just like yeah, because it's, oh, it's you fast think we're gonna let you breathe? Nah, nah. Nope, nope, nope. It hits you at the end when it's over. You have all the emotion, all the feeling, just hitting you like a frying pan, and then it's like, fuck, what did I just watch? And that's what makes it so great. So um, up next for me is, I know I'm going like old school. I kind of kept them in order just because when I, I do this, I'm like the list maker. Uh, Halloween. Halloween. Uh, it is it's just one of my all-time favorite movies. I can watch it. I love Laurie Stroud, Jamie Lee Curtis for me. I, it, I love Laurie Strode, the character. I have, I told, I've told Dali this many times. I'm not sure if I talked about it a lot on the show, but when it comes to the Halloween franchise, each movie I can love for a different reason. And therefore I've never really disliked any of them because I really do truly love the Halloween movies. But this first one, if I watch it, I'll watch a marathon of the movies, but I always try to watch Halloween just a couple of times in a row and then I'll do a marathon. I love Laurie Strode's character. I love the sweetness, the innocence, her face in it. Just it, when you first, when I first saw her in this movie, just kind of scream like, this is the actual perfect person that I would have chosen from, from everybody. You look in a crowd and you see her face as someone that you think that maybe is timid, maybe is shy, maybe can't get it done, maybe uh, goes along with everybody else. And that's exactly what she does in this movie. You know, it's like, she's got the friends. Oh, I don't want to go to the thing. I don't want to go to the dance and everything. And she's babysitting so sweetly. And what's more sweet than somebody trying to earn extra money by trying to babysit. And then yeah. they have, her be the target yeah. of this 
fucking mm-hmm. killer and she does great i love it yeah. i love it i one of my favorite parts is with her and that knitting needle stabbing stabbing mm. away like yeah. that the way she does it because it was like she is so resourceful and it's like it's just great it's great the whole like idea of the halloween movie and i was thinking about it just today because i'm like and they even named the movie halloween it's yeah it's a it's a every day of the year movie though it's but a perfect I, holiday movie <laughs> perfect perfect and it's just it's a it's a movie that really defined the whole like um slasher killer for me oh, yeah. i, I, it, I it love set, slasher it sets, movies it sets everything up perfectly we we see that certain things pulled out of that became tropes Maybe it had existed before, but this really cemented it because it was such a great hit. Um, and and then and then we get to be graced with Jamie Lee Curtis from this moment forward, even yep. more so in a kind of a fun way. Um, but yeah, I, I yeah, and, and then the score, oh, everything. Yes, it's a, it's a whole mood. It's, it's, a, it's a mood. It's it's a classic, and it's absolutely great. When, and it's it is permanently on every one of my favorite movie lists. Everyone, all right. So my next movie is Candyman. Candyman? Candyman. No, I'm not. I want to. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love this movie. 1992. I don't know when we first watched it, Alma, but I know that we watched it together. Um, and so, like I said, 92 great fucking movie again speaking of moods all these movies are moods man um the music um uh uh the actors i think were fantastic in them um i was watching this thing where they said like uh the, the one of my favorite scenes is when we finally have candy man meet um what's her name in the garage and uh there and there's that part where she's just looking at him and she has this look that I always thought I I never know how to describe it, but because she has a single tear, just kind of, she's just staring at him and she has this single tear that just kind of comes out of her eye. And I always, it's just so haunting the way she's looking at him. And I never, and it's kind of like when you look at the sun and and your eyes start watering and you don't, you can't, you know, whatever. But I guess like, I, I, I didn't realize this, but like they had brought a hypnotist onto or hypnotherapist or hypnotist or something like that. And uh, Tony Todd makes a joke. Like, I don't know. I don't know if he, if whatever he did worked or whatever, because, you know, kind of a joke, there was a hypnotist, but like for that scene, I guess kind of helped her get into that role because, but I, like I said, just everything about the movie, it's, it's, it's the story. It's um, the music, the real bees, which is fucking terrifying as fuck. They, those are real bees. That's not, computer graphics added on anything later this dude's got real fucking bees on him why are you doing that to him anyways you know Candyman has always been one of my absolute favorite movies and um it's i i still can't get over it this movie was in 1992 came out in 1992 and it's still out of all movies it's still one that I want to watch over and over and over, even knowing the ending, how it, how it happens, the revenge at the end. Yeah, you're good. You know, everything about it. Fucking love this movie. It's one of my all time favorites. Yeah. Yeah, we watched, we definitely watched this one together. And it's something that I will always hear in my head is Tony Todd's voice talking. And it is the most frightening shit ever. Perfect. 
perfect choice. I'm going to go with The Thing next. And Dalia knows this one. I, Dalia, I think Dalia could pick every fucking movie. I could pick all her movies too, but it's just like pick 10 of them. Uh, the Thing is the 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 weirdest shit the probably the first weirdest shit i the ever first saw of the oh my god there's no way to say it. it's like the the first weirdest thing and made me like okay you saw alien and then you see this and you're like aliens oh my gosh this brings up the thing where you were talking about taking over people this thing made itself look like everybody and that scene with the spider head, which is also on the list of like, what the fuck is that, is always cemented, seared into my mind. And the thing I fucking love, I love Keith David so much and Kurt Russell in this movie. They're like the stars. I After I saw the two of them, I watched, you, you want to watch everything that they're in. You want to watch everything they're in. They were badass. They were fucking great. And I always... To this day, we'll say that that they lived. Childs and McGready were fucking not aliens at the end of that movie. They're alive to this day. They're fucking out there just, you know, just like ice fishing. They're ice fishing together. <laughs> they deserve to have retired uh, mm -hmm. ice fishing. Yeah, mm -hmm. I totally... Mm -hmm. And you know they're going to stay in the cold, you know, to try to make sure that they can, you know. But, uh, yeah, so th that was actually on my list, too. So I can mark that one off, too. <laughs> but I just want to mention real quick, too, that um, I'm going to have to rewatch it. But the thing sequel prequel <laughs> um, is a, a I didn't watch it seriously the first time I, I watched it. So I'm going to have to rewatch it. But just seeing that ending of the the sequel prequel realize that it's a prequel and bringing it around full circle it's like that makes it even more kind of like if rewatching the thing knowing that that's how it started being like holy shit holy shit and, uh -huh. and just like rewatching the thing or the original one well not the original one but uh the yeah. 80 what is it 80 something uh like with those new eyes. Two? Yeah, 82. And I, I'm glad you mentioned that one, Dalia, because I feel like we're the same person sometimes. I did not take it seriously the first time I watched that prequel sequel thing either, because I'm like, I already like the thing. I don't want to watch this other movie, Snoot, Snoot, and pushing up my glasses. I was an asshole. Right? I, I was an asshole I too. You're like, I guess that part's okay. I guess, you know, <laughs> that part's cool, and I then, guess, whatever. Yeah. I've seen better. But yes, yeah. I definitely did. I was a complete asshole. And so yes. I got to rewatch it again and just like, and take it seriously because I was a snooty bitch when I first watched it. So, yes. I, and I need to give we it a, this. due diligence. Yes. Um, but so, so I get, I get to mark off uh, that one because I was on my list too. And I'm just going to throw in here that uh, Pulse. The Japanese, uh, is it Japanese? Yeah, it's a Japanese movie. Um, and it's early, what is it, 2002 maybe? It's early 2000s. And again, it's a recurring theme with us. It's a fucking mood. This movie is all kinds of what the fuck is going on. The Everything about this movie is just, I it even just thinking about it, I can't. It would, I, it took so long for me to recover from this movie. So if you haven't had a chance to watch it, seek it out. I don't remember where I watched it. Pulse, 
It's a, it's a Japanese movie and it's just so fucking well done. And I will warn you though, don't expect answers of anything because it's all just kind of all kinds of fucked up. And, but you're, I, I really feel like just watch it. And, and I, I really do feel like, like the majority of people who watch it will act, will love it. If you, I'm surprised. Yeah. Yeah, I have this on my on my list two of twenty because I never. I tell you, I added narrowed down. I I rewatched it recently. I can't remember where it's from. Two thousand six, but it is it this time around when I watched it, I found it much more depressing, and <laughs> I I don't know why I did more depressing because it was already kind of like what the hell is going on here. But I love how you described that. And that's why I like that I can watch things without reading anything about them beforehand, because then you just you just can take it take it all in. But the the whole idea and the you know we can say things don't really hold up because you know how CGI works and things like that. But the thing is that you can still watch this one, and the way that they work, the people is really what is the most important part is the feeling that it's trying to give you, and the thoughts that are going on, and what is what your what answers you're getting are so few that it is really just like messing with your state of mind. So it's that is a superb film. Oh, am I next then? And I got the next one. Um yeah, go for it. Night of the Comet. Uh I was hopefully I can get to it before Dali does. I didn't know she include this one, but she know both of are like our like Venn diagram of movies is the night of the comet right in the middle and Kelly Maroney and Catherine Mary Stewart because of the sisters thing as Sam and Regina fucking love this movie, even though it scared the shit out of me so bad. I, I had to watch it between my fingers. Cause it's, it's zombie adjacent, man. It's zombie. zombie adjacent. Yes. Like this, this is how I'm watching it. <laughs> <laughs> and we had Robert Beltran, which our brother had mentioned one time. We, we, because we, I think this is the one that we originally, we had to re-record for our podcast because we lost it. Yeah. We lost yeah, so, uh, the original recording of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We fucking um, lost it and then mm-hmm. re-recorded it and it didn't have as much of the same vibe when we had to do it again because we seriously were like crying over how we lost the first one because this is actually one of our favorite together movies growing up. But the zombie in it is the reason why it scared me and the fact that I was like, we don't know what would happen if a comet like flew by. This could totally happen. And I was like, yeah. I felt so totally much believable. The- <laughs> yes, yes, it could happen, man. It could fucking happen. And I saw myself as Sam so much in this, Samantha, and I thought she was the most adorable fucking person I had ever seen. Adorable was- and badass. That's why she's great. Yes, she was so fucking cute. And then there's that scene where they're talking about uh, dad would have gotten us Uzis. And I fucking love it. It just, I love it. I love how she's wearing her little cheerleading uniform and she doesn't realize that everybody's fucking dead and everybody's turned to dust. And then when when um, the sister Regina finds out that her boyfriend was fucking eaten by the zombie people, yeah, that it's the zombies. It's the zombies in the mall. It's the mall scene where they're fucking shopping and having a great time. It's the radio yeah. station. They did uh-huh. such a good job of making it seem like they're an actual mm-hmm. apocalypse yeah. world yeah. where everybody's fucking dead except for half zombie people who yeah. are out to try to eat you. And they threw in a, yeah. a kid zombie. It's one of the first movies where I saw oh. a kid zombie. And so therefore it is yeah. a top 10. It's a top 10 for all time. Yeah. 
and and just mm. them being fucking badass women. So we had got we've all these years, and we do we do kind of throw him to the side, not in a mean way, but because we're so obsessed with these badass women and these badass sister women, you know, oh sisters, and we get so caught up in that that of course we also have a uh, a Latino character in uh as i mean not just a latino character a latino actor in this movie so it just hits everything everything for us and it's it's fun it's fucking fun as fuck this movie so um but uh i'll share one more because we could talk all day about all our favorite movies i mean i know right I, my list is like so fucking long but um if i could share just one more movie uh, i would want to say and it speaking of fun 30 Days of Night, because it is a vampire movie. And I love the vampires in this movie because they're different. They are are still following the rules of what we think of already as, as vampire lore. You know, they got to stay in the in, in the in the narcs <laughs> at night in the dark. So they go up in Alaska and that's when they do their their feeding, their long time feeding, because in Bear, Alaska, you have, you know, for the movie 30 days of night. And so they're able to feed on this entire town and the vampires look different. They look different than other vampires from other movies. They're, they have their own language. They're dressed to the nines to feast. You know, it's a whole fucking event. Um, and it's set in the, in, in the most absolute kind of um, desolate way. Cause it's not just like, Oh, in the morning we'll be fine. And, you know, we can go try to figure out a way to get away from these things. No, they have to live through this in the cold. So you have the elements of the cold. So if you take away their power, they're going to they're gonna start freezing to death. If you take away, shut off this, and they have no access to food. It's so many different ways that it's so wrong to the way they fucked with the people of this town. And then the vampires were fucking freaky as fuck. And then that ending always sends me every single time. It it just sends me. But I love the vampires in Thirty Days of Night. This these are my movie. these are. I love that you brought that one up because it is they're my favorite vampires because they're the scariest fucking vampires of any movie I've ever seen. They're the scariest fucking vampires. They're planned what they're doing and they're fucking killing everybody in the whole town and will get away with it. They are the scariest fucking vampires i've ever seen without a doubt they it, it was it said kind of like the bar for are you are you gonna be scared of getting drank your blood drank or whatever but they don't have any supernatural powers man they're just vampires who are gonna tear your throat out and fucking kill you and eat you okay uh i'll pick one to talk about but i'll tell you what the last ones are on my list it's freddy nightmare on elm street because i fucking love freddy he's fucking hilarious um uh, Scream, because that one's a nostalgia one for me. It's the time period. It was perfect for me as a teenager. And um, A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, which is a recent one, but we covered this on our show, so I'm not going to talk about it. But I will talk about A Tale of Two Sisters, the original from 2003. Literally was just talking about this movie with someone today. Uh, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... Uh, I remember bringing it up because people didn't know that there was an original one because there's a remake. The remake's all right and everything, but the thing is that the original was when we were on that road. Remember when we got really super obsessed with finding every single movie, a horror movie that we could possibly find that was an Asian horror movie specifically because we had seen a couple that were like, 
let's get into Netflix and let's order these movies so that they can mail them to us because we were we have the Netflix mail subscription. Oh yeah. So Dalia would like order the movies and then she'd come and we'd watch whatever we ordered and the Tell It to Sisters was one of them. Oh my God, yeah. And it was so fucking great and so sad and so wonderfully made. The story of it was so well written. It was almost like a, 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 like a fantasy that like like a dream a dream it was a dream almost and the 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 scary elements that they added like they said were cheap there was that part with when you see that like the ghost like under the sink and things aren't matching up and then when everything is pieced together it's it was so (laughs) absolutely well written so scary and then you just, and, and you don't even have a happy ending. You don't have any fucking happy ending. Yeah. No. It's just a sad no. story. This is another one where at the end I just collapsed with just, yes. what? <laughs> no. And so what? this one is, it's just absolutely, it's, it's just really great. And so I'll throw all the movies that we, we, we were renting those movies. I think it was called The Wishing Well was also another one. Yes, um, I remember. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, Suicide Club was another one. Oh one, God, that's another one missed call. We watched all of those on that Netflix um, mail-in subscription. We used the shit out of that subscription. Oh fuck, we probably yeah, we did. Hated that we fucking like were like <laughs> paying them. Like, oh, these two bitches watched the, all those movies in one night. <laughs> mail them back. We were on top of that shit. <laughs> What but, a few movies you could toss in there from your list, just be real quick. What were your okay other ones uh, from the rest of my list? Let's see what I did. Uh-huh. I have Vision of Body sna- uh, Snatchers, The Birds, the Orphanage, Pulse, Twenty Eight Days Later, Thirty Days a Night, The Thing, Poltergeist. Absolutely, fucking Poltergeist always sets the bar for me. Um, oh, sorry, it looks like I got to mention mention them all, but those those were my ten that I was going to talk about. Well, tonight. Poltergeist. Always, yes, uh-huh. always poltergeist, and especially uh-huh. that one scene where that dude starts peeling his face off. Peeling like, his face off. Yes, yes. Don't do that. I hate that so much. It was very. I thought real that was possible. I thought that and was the, possible. The moving meat across the counter. Yes. Okay. No. Okay. No. Yes. Thank you. That was <laughs> that was so gross. Okay, that was awesome. But thank I'll you. go ahead and share all these movies because you know I'm always looking for like new movies, not not new movies because some of these are not new movies, but I'm always looking mm-hmm. at for movies to rewatch. So I'll go ahead and share our list is that way. If you want to rewatch or watch for the first time, any of these movies you can, uh, and uh, um, that way you can see it. But Alma, why don't you go ahead and share where people can find us on the interwebs? Yes, you can go to our website at nightmaremoviepodcast.com. Our Instagram is at nightmare movie podcast. Our Twitter is at nightmare on fifth that's at nightmare on five th and we also have horror movie blog where you can read our lists our our what the fuck moments our movie reviews over on horrormovieblog.com and that's the same over on twitter dalia if people would like to support us other than just you know listening to us which we appreciate yeah. we love you all Thank for you. hearing us listening we appreciate to us it. Mm-hmm. But if you do want to uh, support us uh, in a different way, we also have patreon.com slash nightmare movie podcast. We also have where you can do one time donation at buymeacoffee.com slash nightmare pod. And you're also probably wondering why is Dahlia talking so fast? Well, because we had decided, well, again, Alma's fantastic idea of sharing these uh, movies as a bonus episode for our special bonus 
uh, Halloween um, episode. And when we started this, we said, let's keep it to 25 minutes or less. It is now 43 minutes in. And we thought, I uh, stupid Dahlia thought we, we could stick to 25 minutes. And here we go. We can talk forever. So that's why Dahlia started talking fast at the end, because I'm like, we're keeping these people way too long on this special holiday. But yes, <laughs> y'all have things to do. You have costumes and treats to eat and children to cook. <laughs> that's if you're a witch, if you're a witch from Hansel and Gretel, you could do that. <laughs> we could just talk forever. And we really yeah, appreciate we did, that we you stuck around. Go, go, go get, maybe, maybe you were listening to this episode while you were getting ready, while you were putting together the treats for tonight for the party. So thank yes. you so much for making a par- us a part of your special holiday plans. And we look forward to uh, talking about another movie later on this week. Thank you guys. Bye. Happy Halloween. Thank you for listening to Nightmare on Fifth Street, a horror movie podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to follow and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Also, leave a review or share what movie you would like us to discuss. As always, thank you for listening.